0: Welcome to the family with Tom Bernard our podcast with
1: Packmaster Ralph Toad, Basham, MD, and Andy Bram Bernard.
0: You know, there's a rumor that uh, Catherine and Alex might actually be on tomorrow. What, well, let's see. Yeah, they're both on Wednesdays. Yeah. Okay, probably going to be they're on tomorrow. Day what day do you know? Yeah,
1: if they get back.
0: Yeah, get to come back. back. That's true. It's a very good point. We shall take a break. Be right back. A little news and information. Second uh, part, we're going to have uh, Ms. Conlon on. It's going to be good time. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard podcast. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota, j finally beat Dan Resch. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if I'm hanging out with you. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here. And if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. It's like iTunes shuffle. New Mm -hmm. you horn tooting is all I got to say to everybody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, you feel me? You see what I'm saying? In any case, everything else is good.
1: Everything's really good. Great to hear that. a "Viva Las Vegas" song is one of my absolute favorites. Viva and, uh, Las Vegas,
0: absolute. Why wouldn't it be?
1: Oh, why wouldn't it be covered by so many uh, people as well? So, oh yeah, there's no same. doubt about
0: it. You know, I, my mother loved Elvis. Therefore, when I you know growing up, I learned to love Elvis as well. Kind of an interesting story, of course. You know what I mean?
2: Yep. Yeah, he had a
0: quite the life. What What, the, what age did he die? Like forty two. Wow, was that 42? Young. I believe it was only 42. Oh, no, yeah. really? Well, he was born in 1935 and he died in 1977. Yeah, you're right. 42 years old, baby. Yeah,
1: 42 years old. 42, and that's
2: not the, not not too old.
1: And and what did he die from? Was it a drug related or I believe
0: it... it was yeah, an overdose. Let's see. Cause of death. He fell off the toilet, I know that. He was reading the Bible in the toilet when he died. Did you know that? Reading the Bible.
2: I don't know. Reading if, the Bible. The I don't toilet. know if that's an urban legend or if that's actually real or not. Be
0: pretty accurate, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, the
2: autopsy, which didn't happen until '94. Oh, that's when the autopsy was opened, The the report uh, basically said that it was a sudden heart attack. Oh, so it was at 42. You know, rock and roll lifestyle. That's heart attack due to drugs is the most likely uh, explanation. Hmm.
0: So, a heart attack due to drugs, you said. That's the deal. Well, the autopsy just said heart
2: attack, but you know, okay, well I think they were being polite.
1: Yeah, they they say lot, yeah. The autopsy can say a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, that's true. You know, it doesn't really matter I mean, why they, since he didn't die in the hospital. That's why they why they did the autopsy. It's, is it was it zero reason to
2: make
1: sure for he it wasn't murdered or something? Yeah, I guess no, he wasn't murdered. He wasn't murdered. <laughs> <laughs> He's died of a heart attack, or he wasn't murdered. Yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, he—I'm sure he had a lot of beneficiaries getting a lot of money. So you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And is his state worth more after his death, or?
0: Oh, I think it's I, worth a lot more. Everybody. You know, it's just that's oh, it's worth a lot more. He—he he was almost broke when he died. He had pissed away all almost all of his money. Well, Michael yeah. Jackson
1: was the same kind yeah, of thing. Same
0: story. You're absolutely right. Sorry about that. I had to print that uh, out. Elvis
2: moment. was worth $5 million at the time of his death in 1977. And now he's worth, what, a billion? Well, let's do the inflation calculation here. $5 million, 1977.
1: Well, oh, I just say, what, no, what's the estate worth now?
2: So right in today's money, when he died, he was worth $24 million. Not exactly what I'd call broke, but... Uh, well, that's
0: true, yeah.
2: And what is it worth
1: now? His estate. His whole, whole estate. The whole deal. Whole shoot match. Shebang.
0: The whole shebang. It's going to be a while. <laughs> be a Never a mind, while. man. I don't know why. Never mind no what, when to. I was born or died or any of that stuff. It's unbelievable, man. Ah, here we go. 500 million. From 5 million to 500 million? That's quite the jump. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. God, it's just so bad. You know, the, it's just really, really unfortunate. The guy had only lived to 42 because he just—he n- was never comfortable in his own skin, was he?
2: Well, you don't generally abuse prescription drugs if you are.
1: Yeah, but he was hitting, he was hitting the uh, uh, peanut butter and banana sandwiches. That's that's he was hitting
2: them pretty hard. He was in very bad shape by the time he died. Well, they actually say the reason that he died was because he uh, was in such bad shape that basically – he clamped his uh, aorta when he was trying to go to the bathroom. Yep, which is that's that's bad shape.
1: <laughs> he closed his aorta and oh, this was Oh man, like, how
2: do you do that? I think just from having. Well, if you have
1: so much interabdominal fat that you, yep. when you bear down, that just oh yeah, your, that's true. Your, your yep. abdominal muscle, your, everything pushes that fat back against your order uh-huh. aorta and can uh, you know, or, or if not, collapse it, restrict its flow, and that could have just that could have been you uh, collapse cause. that
2: aorta that's the end of you
1: it's, well it's, it's your well, that, no it's not that it's just the the uh, afterload on your heart gets so great mm-hmm. uh, from the pressure that you know just is hard on your heart and popped the gasket yep pop the bolt pretty much yeah pop the gasket man it's unbelievable yeah so he was uh, at 42 and I that's oh man that's young man that is really young Well, you well that's what correct. happens
2: when very poor people get a whole lot of money in a
1: short amount of time or it can happen. It doesn't always happen, but it you know, often happens.
2: Yeah, I'd say the uh, risk factor is uh, high enough to be something of a concern for any time it happens. Yeah,
1: and he yeah, it has so much fame, and you know, just people fawning over him
2: all the time. You can't do you know, that. You know, it's bad for the human psyche. <clears throat> yep,
1: it is. It's it's a, it's not a positive uh, system. No, so, it's not. Unless you. Limited to a certain extent, you know. And some actors have done that. Tom Hanks has done that. That comes to mind. I mean, he's never he's not in the limelight that much, unless he's doing a film. He's uh, doing pub, but by and large, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't sending out uh, uh, press releases to the paparazzi to say exactly where they are, so they can get their photos and everything all the time, I all know. the time.
2: Can you imagine living like that?
1: No, and, and then then at some point in your life. You know, begging for it again, like Woody Allen. I mean, I, I, it's the that's the most to try to clear his name. I don't know; it doesn't make a lot of sense. He'd do an interview like that, man. Hold me back. I can't wait to see it. Mm, I know. Yeah.
2: Well, technically speaking, he didn't do anything illegal, right?
1: No, but it's just
2: it's just weird.
1: It just very weird. A little too, you know, a little too creepy. and you know? I just yeah. You know, and he's a talented guy, and you know, it just has what was the last
2: one the, of those tortured genius types?
1: Uh. I wouldn't give him the genius uh, moniker, but I would. You know, I think he's he's a tortured individual. He's sort of, for whatever reason, I think he has his own problems and issues. But. Seems that way. But no, I'm not. I'm not hard pass on uh, Alec Baldwin interviewing Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I just I've never
2: really cared about celebrities <clears throat> to any real degree. Well, that's because you knew so many, though I think.
0: It could be, yeah. You know, I, I just think you've known so many celebrities in your life, you don't care about celebrities. Yeah, that's true.
1: Or if you grew up with a celebrity, uh-huh. not that you did.
0: Who? Not that you did. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? But you, it's you, just, you know. see, you
1: see that these people are just regular people, and you don't really okay. So yeah, pretty much. There's no. There's no.
2: There's there's less mystique when you've actually met a lot. Or of Or no them. mystique. Or yeah, or, or I mean, none really. No mystique. I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, there's you know you know with. You know, even though Josh and Ashley really weren't, you know, that big of a town, or Ashley wasn't that big of a talent. I mean, still, there's no mistake here. They just it's a job. They're able to do a job, a certain job, in a way that other people maybe can't or choose not to. So,
2: you were talking about your mom crying when Elvis died. Yes, sir. I cannot think of any celebrity that I would feel that strongly about if they were to die. No, I I mean, like you know, when people die young, it's always you know tragic, but. I don't know. It's like I don't think there's a whole lot of them that would really, like, horribly impact
1: me. Aside from family, is there from, anybody you would cry? Well, that's
2: the thing. It's like, yeah, I would have to at least, at the very least, know them well. Yeah. But other than that, it's like, I don't know. I've never met them. They could be an awful person for all I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of them. Are, you know well, I give them the benefit of the doubt. You time. know,
0: what's interesting about that in my life because, you know, it all started with <laughs> Capitol Records, obviously, meeting all those people generally the bigger the star somebody is the nicer they are like you know if they're really truly big star it's the people who want to be a big star that are arrogant as hell
2: well i think it's less arrogance i think it's an inferiority complex disguised as arrogance they're all you know they see people like tom cruise and they know that they're the same thing but inferior so they feel they get that complex because their entire life is basically about becoming rich and famous so yes. if there's someone out there who did it better than them then they feel inferior so that they oh, that's right and the pretty much the textbook reaction to an inferiority complex is overcompensating by acting like a jackass <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. So if you really are a star, you don't have to act like that. Exactly. If
2: someone tries really, really hard to let you know how great they are, that generally means they have very low self-worth. Yeah, It's paradoxical, but that's generally how it goes.
1: Yeah, that's sort of the the knee-jerk reaction, or or at least the, the impression that you get from them is that. Exactly. I mean, whether they're doing it actively or it's more Well, yeah, passive. they might it's, not
2: be doing it on purpose. It's that, You know, if it's really tearing them up inside, it's going to come out in some way involuntary or otherwise. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, thank God I'm not have to Envy is, deal with that sort of stuff.
0: Envy is not a good thing, no. I know. Yeah. No, that is very true, is envy is not a good thing, and that's just how that and is. No matter who you are, there's someone out there who did it better than you. So and You're it's right. going to be richer just,
1: than you, and it's going to be more powerful than you, yep. and they say there's all just don't worry about it. I'm sure
2: there's someone out there who Tom Cruise wishes he was, but Marlon you know, Brando. Some almost Everyone's always, always going to be yeah. Everyone's always going to have some hero they can never measure up to. I thought it'd
1: be Red Skelt.
0: <laughs> yeah, real, well, you know, red skeleton, bro. <laughs> that's probably accurate, you know.
1: Yeah, so he, just, they, yeah, Marlon Brando. Just hey, was just uh, and look at him. You know, he even had yeah, his issues. His issues too.
0: Yes, he did, didn't
2: he? <laughs> no doubt about it. He went to Paul Messon. He's, he's just, Paul uh, Messon.
1: No, that's, a, that's, a, was that, that's not that's Marlon Brando. That's no, that uh, oh, a, no, no, that
0: was um, Orville Redenbacher. What the hell's his name? I can't remember. <laughs> What the hell is this? I can see his face, for Christ's No, Orson no, Welles. It's Orson no. Welles. Orson, Orson, Orson Welles. There or, you go.
2: Orville Red. Orville Redbucker. Or Which of those, those old, fat, oh, nice, oh, the old, fat, famous guys Oh, well, that's nice, Andy. Old, fat, famous guy. Well, I mean, they all kind of do blend
1: together well, after they, a they, point. They, they, Yeah, they get to this point where they, they carry extra weight, and then they bloat up. Then they yeah, get they bloated sure looking. It's, you know, they it's an f- odd Well, an I think they were transition. also
0: all alcoholics, so, you know. What, he, well, yeah, alcoholism was huge back in that era. You're absolutely right about
1: that. Marlon Brando was a drinker.
0: Oh, god, yes, huge.
1: Huh.
0: Did you ever hear what he used to do? Because he had a he had a uh, a gate, but it was covered by. It looked like a row of hedges, but there were, actually was a gate that huh. was part of the hedge. That's cool. And if somebody could find the buzzer to ring his to ring in to see if they could talk to him, he would get on and do this fake accent that he may have... Oh, Marlon, not here right now. <laughs> you do this fake, made-up accent. It's like what a oh, it's like what is what country's that supposed to be? I don't really get it, there, Marlon. But
1: it's a, you know, that's just me. It's a the it's a, the Japanese, uh, Peruvian, Spanish mm-hmm. kind of accent. Exactly. Kind of thing.
0: Do you want to take the break here, Andy? Because uh, uh, we're at forty. You want to wait a couple more minutes? It's up to you. Yeah, forty-two
2: would be a good.
0: Uh, okay, we'll do. We'll do forty-two. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll we'll get it done then. And, then and she'll and, call Skype. Indeed, she'll call in. Everything'll be good. Um, I just wanted to make sure that we got it out on time. But yeah, what the hell? It's just that whole thing. But but isn't it kind of predictable? You see these certain people and go, that guy's got no chance of living to into an old age.
1: Right. Hey, well, yeah, there yeah. are
0: people like you. Just know in advance.
1: You they you just. They have no chance of living it at all. Yeah. I mean, they, you see it all the time, uh, you know, with the you know, inevitable uh, drug overdosing and yeah. drug use and well, abuse the, uh, and things like that.
2: One of the more famous ones for my generation was Amy Winehouse. Yeah, exactly. Her song, they tried to make me go to rehab, and I said no, and then I don't she agree. overdosed. So it's, you know.
1: The, that being said, you know, the Rolling Stones. They did their drug. They did their share of uh, drugs and heroin. and They're still tick- ticking right along.
0: Yeah, they well, did. Well, back then
2: it seemed there was less of the just like straight up overdosing, like, you know, you, you you hit the needle and you're dead, that kind of thing, because there was less things like fentanyl and mm-hmm. adulteration, Car- that right. sort of thing. Yeah. It was more like a slow burn, you know, drinking yourself to death kind of thing back then. Yeah. Whereas now, yeah, you, uh, you uh, pre base the wrong thing and. You're instantly dead.
1: Yeah, you you are blue, and yep. unless they get you your uh, Narcan, uh, Narcan squirt up the nose. I mean, it just what a, a mess. How,
0: how does that feel? That Narcan up the nose? Well, well, well but I what, here it, it's it, extremely
1: it, unpleasant. It, well, what happens that's is what it immediately thinking. throws you into withdrawal. Yep. I mean, there, Well, and that it blocks like,
0: all of your
2: opiate receptors. That's right. So you, the human body makes opiates. Yeah very weak ones endogenous opiates that are basically there to like make pain a little more bearable like when you have the adrenaline going your body will make those endogenous opiates so that you can ignore the pain for a little while so you always have a small amount of opiate in your system it might be a microscopic amount at points but you always have some you get the narcan all of that goes away so now all of the pain you are feeling 100 percent. yeah uh and it. It'll do that until it wears off. And if you're an addict, uh, your opiate receptors are already trying so hard to function and your pain receptors are already amped up so much because they're so used to being numb that you are now probably feeling pain three times as badly as... Or you go into withdrawal. You go into that immediate withdrawal of just
1: feeling feeling terrible, being sick to your stomach, just like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's a misery. Opiate withdrawal is...
2: Extremely unpleasant. That's why they give you methadone, which is a powerful opiate in and of itself, but it's a long-lasting one.
1: And they try to withdraw you from so they, that. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's easier to withdraw from something like that than something like heroin.
1: But at some point, you're going to have to go through a little Gotta bit of that to misery it, yep. to, to, if you want to get off the uh, narcotics altogether.
2: Better than chasing the dragon, though.
0: We better take a break. Yes. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Our special guest is up next with the family on the Tom Bernard podcast. weightwellbeing.com or call or text them at 952-491-6527 and catch the Continuum team on my podcast on Thursdays, 1115 a.m. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum weight and Wellbeing: life beyond weight loss mode. Play Nitro again. There you go. Now we're talking. iTunes Ascension. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest with us, Lauren Conlon. Lauren, how are you?
4: I'm great. How are you?
0: Marvelous. You know, we have a lot in common, actually, because you were uh, just reading your bio, and Billy Bob Thornton is one of my favorite people. matter of fact, Billy Bob did something for me once, which I didn't see. Conlon, I was talking to him, and I had interviewed him a number of times on this show, and I do a morning show in town as well. But somebody called mm. in and said, It's so cool to listen to you guys because you're such good friends. and it all. And I said... Well, I can't really say that Billy Bob is not my friend. He goes, yes, you are. How sweet ah. was that? Wasn't that sweet?
4: That is so sweet. He's a really, really nice man. He I is. find him to be so interesting.
0: No, I, I agree with you completely. That's a good interview. And a great actor. He is a tremendous actor, I think. Yeah. No doubt about I it. I
4: agree as well. He's always been a favorite, and I loved the show Goliath. I'm so sad it's not on anymore.
0: Oh, yeah, the, the final season was this year, wasn't it?
4: Yes, it was so good.
0: Yeah, he's very, was very good. so
4: Billy Bob. Like, if there, right, if there was a character for him, it would be this guy. Yeah, no Billy no McBride.
0: <laughs> so, Lauren, how'd you get involved in the business? Did you start out in radio?
4: So, I actually didn't, Tom. It's really funny. I started out as George Whipple of New York One. Now. This name might not be familiar to to anyone in um, where you are. I believe it's it's Minneapolis. Is that right? Indeed. Okay, so George Whipple, we call him the Eyebrows Man. If anyone wants to Google him, his eyebrows are out of this world. (laughs) Um, But he has been a New York City entertainment reporter for New York One for a very long time. I started out as his, his EP, and we were going to all these red carpets, and it was just so incredible, putting together these amazing packages for Tribeca Film Festival mm-hmm. and, you know, a bunch of different, uh, you know, movie openings, and it was just, it was great. And finally, you know, I said, I just want to do this myself. I'm very, I, I, I don't want to say I, I'm sick of being behind the scenes, but I just know that I could really, I could really get a lot out of these actors and these directors and these performers. So I decided to start a podcast. Um, called Red Carpet Rendezvous, right. where I hit all the carpets. Right. And, um, you know, I bring, I brought the interviews to, to the podcast. So that was very cool. It basically was showing everybody that it's not quite as glamorous as you think. I mean, I get shoved, pushed, told to F off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It's, just, it's not that glamorous.
3: <laughs> well, that's so, true. You're
4: right. Yeah, hit, wait, Tom, hit in the head with cameras? I mean, it, it, it's just nuts. But... Yeah, but
0: I love it. I love what I do. No, I can understand that. You worked some great places. As a matter of fact, uh, from nineteen, God, what was it, nineteen seventy nine to nineteen eighty six, my wife and I lived at Twentieth Street and Second Avenue in New York. I was just doing a bunch of voiceover at the time, and then we found out Andy, who is on this show right now, engineering it. We found out we were going to have a baby in nineteen eighty six, and Catherine said, ah. "Well, we're going to have to we're going to have to move back to Minneapolis." And literally, I hung up with oh, her, and I got the phone rang, and I picked it up, and Dave Hamilton said, "Hey, do you have any interest in doing our morning show here in Minneapolis?" I said, "Sure, I need a job." I mean, what timing? Uh, it was a mate, and I've been there for thirty-seven years now. So there you go.
4: Wait, I love that. You are definitely not a job snob. You love being at the same place. I love that about you. Oh no,
0: I do. Oh, I do. Thirty-seven yeah.
4: years—that's how old I am. So Andy must be thirty-five, right? Indeed, yeah,
0: sure. That's am. Exactly right.
4: Yes, Andy, that's hot. I love that for you. I'm an older <laughs> woman, but I, I'm married. It's the, fine. I just,
0: the best age,
4: I, I you think? I like to, you know. I like to... <laughs> um, the best age. Actually, you know what? When I do interviews, I tell people that I'm 35. So I do think 35 is a good age. Yeah, there I guess you go. I blew up my spot now. But whatever.
0: <laughs> but I mean, Lauren, talking right? about radio, you're,
4: you're mature enough. You're you're young, mature, but you're old enough. If that makes sense. Right.
2: Exactly. You're not a young idiot anymore. A young idiot.
4: Exactly. You can say it. Okay, fine. Yeah, not a young idiot anymore. Mm -hmm. I said it.
0: No, I got to (laughs) say something, Lauren. You're young enough that maybe you don't even realize. I hope you do, but maybe you don't realize the radio stations you've been on, WABC, WOR. Those are legendary radio stations, sister
4: yeah no I do realize oh, good, it I got good. so lucky Tom I just I want to tell everybody that I um you know I pulled my radio and television career really out of my butt if that makes sense oh, that's good. I Perfect. went to school for theater I did I, I pulled it out I manifested it I'm very big on fake it till you make it. And, um, you know, I I managed to weasel my way into two iconic places, um, you know, with with no radio experience whatsoever, just podcasting experience. So I am very proud of that. And I will just tell people just be be um, persistent and aggressive, but not annoying, if that makes
0: sense. No, it does. It absolutely (laughs) makes
4: sense. a line. Yeah, it's a fine line. Right.
0: So, Lauren, what are you covering right now?
4: Oh boy. So, oh
3: boy. <laughs> gosh,
4: in your city, it, no, it's been crazy in the city the last couple of right. weeks with the Tribeca Film Festival, um, you know, and the Broadway Award shows with the Tonys and the Drama League. So, actually, it's just quieting down this week. So, I was deep into Tribeca last week, and I want to make everyone aware um, the new Jessica Chastain film that's coming out July 1st is called The Forgiven. I highly recommend it. It's Such an interesting movie, and it also stars Rafe Fiennes, who I have been obsessed with since Schindler's List. He's an incredible actor. I interviewed Jessica at Tribeca, and she just had amazing things to say about working on this film. And it's just a beautiful film. It's a little creepy, a little bit of a thriller based in Morocco. I won't give it away. But at the beginning of the movie, Rafe and Jessica play husband and wife, and they um, hit someone uh, on the streets of Morocco, and he happens to be someone. Yeah, the son of someone very important, and that's all I'll say. So I would keep an eye out for that, The Forgiven, July 1st.
0: It's out. That sounds terrific. Well, I need a good movie. I, uh, Lauren, you may never talk to me again after I say this because I'm the only person in America that says this, but I did not care for Top Gun Maverick. I thought it was way too long. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 it's a short net thing up by about an hour. I'll be good to go.
3: <laughs>
4: Wait, I actually don't. So you're. I feel like we're the same person, Tom. I really oh, don't hate you for that. I good. I love uh, – no, honestly, I, I thought the godfather could have been cut short, okay? I'm the worst. <laughs> so I'm going to get – like that is like blasphemy right there. I'm with you. Don't even. I'm with you. It's
0: just too long. <laughs> Two and a half hours, 240, whatever it is. I, would Talk to Maverick is yeah. 240? I believe yeah, it. It's 240. Wow, yeah, that, it's is, that is way long. That is long. It's way too long.
4: Yeah. No, it is. I'm. I've been a big uh, proponent for a lot of Broadway shows. Have um, made their the new shows have been ninety minutes, and it's amazing. Yeah. No intermission. You know, you get drink and your snack before you're in. You're out. If you have kids, you can bring them. I'm all about the the short movies, the short shows, the short meetings. Anything that can be an email, Tom, send an email. not about those meetings.
0: Well, how are people. <laughs> I
3: don't know do- how I got there, but
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. How do how are people handling the fact that streaming right now is much better than movies? At least in my estimate, hey, you start with the offer and go go from there. Streaming right mm. now is just killing it. It's wonderful.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. And um, I, there is something about seeing new movies though in a theater to me. Yeah, I know. That is just so magical, (laughs) right? Like, I just feel like I have to go see, you know, a a new movie that I'm really anticipating in the theaters. I cannot watch it um, at home. But that being said, I mean, yeah, like, it's funny. Streaming is doing super well, but Netflix stock has has tanked considerably just based on all of the decisions they've made (laughs) with programming, uh, you know, the last year. So it's it's really, it's crazy. I don't know what to make of this world half the time.
0: Well, it's kind of interesting you brought that up because the only thing I now watch on Netflix, there's not a whole lot more there for me. I watch Cobra Kai. That's about it.
4: Yes, yes. That, okay. I have not started this season yet, but you're right. I watched that, um, and I think that really is the only thing. I don't yeah. even know what I watch on Netflix it, now. It's That's true. It's so funny you said that.
3: Yeah. It's amazing. Well, it just... if anybody
4: wants to hear from Martin Cove, you can go back to Red Carpet mm-hmm. Rendezvous. I interviewed him last January. He was incredible.
0: Okay, I have a question for you. I'm glad you brought yeah. that up because I just interviewed him a couple months ago. Only he said about Ooh. five words. His daughter did all the talking. It was weird.
4: Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so <laughs> that's so funny. His do- that no okay. So I was offered an interview you with his son and his daughter Jesse cove and i forget her name she has yeah whatever so i literally was offered that and they're like or you can wait like two months and get him alone and i was like uh wait two months and get him alone duh yeah so i mean i think i got them early earlier so that's why but yeah that is weird
0: yeah and she did all the talking and he would just go yeah that's right it's like okay
4: wait that that's crazy he you know what we zoomed and like i don't know tom i'm not ugly i'm not like the most beautiful <laughs> woman but i'm definitely not ugly okay. so maybe he appreciated that <laughs> okay i can well, understand I'm just that. saying you know you're on the radio and i was like face to face with him and i was fl- flirting with him a little bit and i was like "Ooh, marty calling mm. him marty telling him he had great hair so i don't know maybe try that next time yeah <laughs>
3: i'm gonna tell
0: marty marty you've got such great hair <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm gonna yeah, do, Lauren. That's what exactly. I'm gonna do.
1: <laughs> who does your hairpiece? Yeah, who does your hairpiece? piece? <laughs> now,
0: Lauren...
4: just, I mean, Tom. I know you've been in the business for 37 years, but like, mm-hmm. listen, this is free advice. I'm not gonna charge you. So. Well, thank
0: you, thank you. Actually, it's 51. <laughs> no problem. I've,
4: I've been no in a business. I've been in a
0: business for 51 years. It's just this current job I've been on 37 years.
4: Oh goodness! Oh yep. my goodness! You yeah, have a great voice. I really enjoy listening well, you. to you.
0: Well, I, I literally, I when we lived in New York, all I did was was uh, voiceover, and we just had a wonderful time. Although making a good living and living in Manhattan is not a good combination. There's way too many things like eating and drinking you get involved in, and yeah. it's
4: really dangerous. Yes. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> you're true. you're definitely not wrong. You're not wrong. I was involved um, in a project called Flavors of New York a few months oh, yeah, ago, sure. and we literally went to every restaurant, new restaurant, or restaurants that were struggling, and um, we would feature a dish and a drink, and man, I, we did these videos, this series, I gained so much weight from them. <laughs>
3: oh,
0: ah, you'll be fine.
4: Yeah, can't do it anymore, but, but it, it, was, it was fun.
0: So where did you grow up?
4: I actually grew up in New Hampshire, believe it or not. And then I went, yeah, I'm, I'm a farm girl, but then I decided that I wanted to move to the big city to Manhattan for, Mm. um, theater to pursue theater. And I got here and I went to Marymount and I was, very average I was you know when you come from a small town everyone's like oh you're so good you're such a good dancer a good singer I was so average it was disgusting Um, (laughs) (laughs) so you know I was like this might not be what I really want to do so I um I went into communications and journalism and um yeah the rest is history see I think
0: that's wonderful New Hampshire's not the worst place in the world to grow up by the way I think it worked well for a number of people
2: yeah talking about farm Mm. I grew up out in Dayton Minnesota yeah, well, Which, on a farm uh,
0: oh. on a farm yeah we wow. had, we actually had corn
2: growing on our property uh, closest <laughs> neighbor so was cool. about a probably at least a half a mile away right yeah, about that yep. yeah long so,
0: ways away it's oh, yeah. true
2: I know exactly what you're talking about and you missed that. Okay, a lot, but don't
4: you? guys, I, I feel like my town still had like movie theaters and grocery stores and neighbors within a mile. I mean, you're making me out to be like a toothless uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> well, you know. Oh, that's Maine. You're thinking Maine. No,
4: it was it was definitely no, yes, exactly. That's like Maine or Keene, New Hampshire, <laughs> I'd say. But no, I think where I grew up in Bedford, New Hampshire, is so amazing because you're an hour from the city, which is Boston, an hour from the beach. You know, which is Portsmouth, an hour from the lake, an hour from the mountains. It's like you've really yeah. It's it's very simple. so, yeah. But I I love New York, and you know I my husband gives me a lot of um, a lot of guff, but I just I don't want to leave for a really long time. I really love it here. Now what does he do? He works in digital marketing, so he could pretty much oh, work sure. from yeah wherever. But you know, I just think that if I were to be you know, brought back to New Hampshire, and which we spent a, a lot of the pandemic there because we have two young kids. We tried to make it as normal for them as possible. I just wasn't happy there, and I just feel like I, I don't know, I just can't be myself, guys. You know, I love the big city. I love just the, the events, the theater, the restaurants, and the nightlife. Well,
0: maybe you and Adam Sandler could both move back because that's he's that's where he's from too.
4: <laughs> yes, he's actually he's literally from a town over. Yeah, so we yep. have. A lot in common, we always go to the Puritan, the back room, which is where he used to work, and he always visits there when he's back. They have the best chicken fingers, you guys. You have to try them if you're ever there.
0: What's the name of it?
4: The Puritan, or it's also called the back room.
0: The Puritan. But
4: just Yeah, the Puritan. Yeah, Puritan. Dude, type that in if you ever go there. Google search it. Yeah, best chicken fingers ever.
0: All right, sounds good. Okay, we need a couple of movies and a couple of TV shows you've been watching that you love.
4: Ooh, yes, oh my gosh, my specialty so you did you bring up the offer or did I just hear that? no I did say that?
0: I did, but I'd love to hear your take on it
4: well my I mean, I just finished it uh a few days ago, and I am just I was so moved by this and mm-hmm. I was also I have this fascination um with the mafia and I, I feel like I'm not alone in this it's just so intriguing and it's so funny to me. I mean, in the 80s they were just so dumb back then. Like these Italian guys, <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Well. Like, they were so they were the dumbest criminals, you know? And it makes you realize, like this is why the mafia was pretty much disbanded. They were so silly, they were so dumb. Um so but no, I I I have to say the acting in this Miles Teller incredible. Absolutely yes. oh, incredible. Oh, he's phenomenal. The yep. story, right? I mean, phenomenal Giovanni Rabisi mm-hmm. as Joe Colombo. I mean, the his voice was was questionable to me, right? That gruff voice he had, but you know, I he made the choice. It was consistent, mm-hmm. and and he stuck with it, and I and I appreciate that. But um, that was definitely one of my favorite shows. Now I'm also watching something super creepy and very confusing called Shining Girls on Apple TV. Have well, you I heard of that? Uh, no, I
0: don't know that one. What's that all about?
4: Okay, so Shining Girls, I'm on episode. Three. It stars um, what's her face from *Handmaid's Tale*, Elizabeth Moss, oh, Elizabeth, and yep. Philippa Sue, who's also yep. a Broadway star. Yeah. So this is an interesting one. It's very confusing, and I, I still can't figure it out. But I'm on the edge of my seat. It's sort of a it's a thriller mystery about a girl who gets attacked, and she um her attacker is still out there, and he attacks someone else, <laughs> and they end up dying, and she ends up trying to help figure uh, out this case. So. I would recommend that for anyone that likes <laughs> true crime, which basically is every female out there over the age of twenty seven.
0: So. Boy, that is one thing about streaming. If <laughs> right? you watch a true crime story, you're gonna get about things you like. Fifty five true crime <laughs> <laughs> shows. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god.
4: Yes, Tom, you're absolutely right. Or I mean, yeah, no, I always get that stuff. I also uh just finished something about Pam, which I really liked on Hulu as well. Oh, what
0: was it? Something about Pam.
4: Did you watch that one, Something About Pam?
0: I did not. What's that all about?
4: That one is with Renee Zellweger, <laughs> also a true crime story. <clears throat> oh, Actually, you know what? Actually, Keith Morrison, yeah, he did the podcast. <clears throat> did you know I
0: did watch it, yep.
4: Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. I really enjoyed that one as she well, so was I'd recommend terrific. that.
0: And she put on a oh. lot of weight for that movie, which I was kind of surprised by.
4: I mean, don't you think Renee Zellberger's body has just been through it by now? Like, between Bridget Jones and this and just all her weight gain and loss over, like, the course of her career?
2: (laughs) Tom is having a coughing fit right now, so he's going to get something to drink. Oh,
4: okay. You know, I I can keep talking, so don't worry about that. Um. It's okay. I can tell you what I've been watching lately.
2: Uh, Uh, It's it's a show called Bluey. So it's a cartoon dog. I just had a baby, so...
4: Oh, congratulations. My kids watch Bluey also. Yeah.
2: hes I mean, he's only seven months old, so he doesn't really know what he's looking at, but he sure likes looking at it.
4: That (laughs) is is so much fun. Are you getting any sleep?
2: Oh, yeah. He's a champion sleeper. He'll sleep from 7 p.m. to 11 a.m. Really?
4: What? Oh, God.
2: Yeah, he can sleep. (laughs) I think he got that from me
4: that's incredible my first daughter did not sleep so i had to sleep train her i read this book and i became a sleep nazi and just got her to sleep
3: from <laughs> seven sleep to nazi. seven you kind of have yeah, to
2: yeah yeah yep. you kind of have to do that
4: you
2: that's what i mean well alex's <laughs> yeah. first fawn she slept really well didn't she yes but then sage her second one Doesn't he basically sleep. didn't sleep at all so no never really know. Oh,
4: mm-hmm. okay. And that's so funny because my second one, I did not have to sleep train. He slept on his own at about 10 weeks. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But my kids are also, they're Amazons. They were like nine pounds when they were born. They oh, were wow. just like so large. Yeah, yeah I know. So they were already like full-grown humans. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so, it, it's Lauren, sorry about that, but the grass pollen is just <laughs> killing me right now. Oh, yeah, me too. <clears throat> oh, oh too. I don't gosh,
4: know. Hey, Tom, I have a cold. I had a permanent cold now. I feel like I have long uh, COVID or something. Yeah, so well, it kind of seems
0: like... It kind of seems like... What were you guys just talking about just because I want to... Something about Pam? No, something about oh, that. Oh, yes. The thing about Pam we is... We were what talking whatever. about
4: something about Pam. Yes. Yeah. That the was... thing about Pam, yes. The
0: thing about that. That's right. The thing about Pam, yeah. That, yeah. She, she was absolutely terrific. She, well, I've always liked her anyway, but she was really good in that show.
4: Oh, my gosh. So good. And Katie Mixon. I mean... Yep. I'll say I loved her in Eastbound and Down, so watching her transformation of her weight gain, too, I was very surprised to see that. And her short hair, I was like, whoa, do you guys yeah. remember her in Eastbound and Down? Oh, God, yeah. yes, absolutely. She looked a lot different. <laughs>
0: what was the one show that yeah. she was on a sitcom, too? What was it? She she was on
4: uh, – Oh, yeah, American Housewife or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, oh, she was also hard. on uh, um, the Melissa McCarthy show.
4: Oh, yeah. Excuse is that her. what it was called? The Melissa McCarthy show? Or was it called something no, else? No, it was
0: called something else. Who are we talking I, about? Oh, Melissa McCarthy. Katie Mixon. Katie Mixon, yeah. She was on... Yeah. What the hell? I,
4: I don't know. I, I I didn't watch that.
0: Let's see. I can't remember the name of the show, but she... Katie. Oh, yeah, I recognize her. What, what is it? Uh, let's see. She started on that show. To that? IMDb we go. Yeah, here we go. Because I... Yeah. They're, they're, There's one thing about her Halloween costume that i got to tell you on that very first show she was on. It was very funny.
3: Because she was on something called
0: American Housewife. Yeah, but before that. Mike and Molly. Mike and Molly. She was on Mike Mike and Molly. Molly. (laughs) I couldn't couldn't think of the name. I couldn't either. I couldn't think of it either. Yeah,
4: she was hot, right? Like, she was sexy on that show. And then she kind of just let herself go after she had kids.
0: But, Lauren, this is the greatest part of it. She was very sexy on that show, a beautiful young woman. And she needed to get a Halloween costume. You know what her Halloween costume was? What? She just attached a third breast to her chest. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> but, like, what is she supposed to be? I don't
4: yeah, understand I, what you're supposed to be with that. I like, don't, what?
0: Well, what
2: was that, total recall, just, I think? <laughs> was yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, what?
3: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: God, that was
2: funny.
4: Listen, Tom, I guess you had to see it. Maybe I should Google this on YouTube or something.
0: Yeah, you'd have to see it. You're absolutely right about that. But hey, Just
4: Google, okay, Google okay.
2: Katie Mixon third breast. I'm
0: sure you'll find it. I'm sure it'll <laughs> pop up. Yes, it will definitely pop up. There's oh no question gosh, about this it. Oh,
4: my this is why I um, go private on my Google search. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> just oh, I just had to Google.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, we, My dad was talking about a news story that he read so uh, there was like a break-in and this guy was talking to the cops and he said something about how
0: he was so he, wasn't he was talking to the cops he was talking to a tv reporter oh to the tv was reporter on television yeah and he said oh and i was oh, whacking God. my meat at the time i was whacking my <gasps> meat at the time oh, he said on and television so dad's
2: like oh yeah okay, can you find that story i'm like yes i'll just google whacking oh, my, my meat and <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that'll go well oh, not a good idea
4: that so funny. That is exactly, you know what's so funny? I was thinking the other day, there was this old Chuck E. Cheese Twitter account that used to just make fun of the rat, and I was trying to find the Twitter, and I was typing in the creepy tweets that he wrote into my Google account. It was very late at night, and I found myself typing in spank my fat rat, like, ASF. <laughs> know, <laughs> I'm literally like, what am I typing in right now? Whoever finds this is so crazy, but it was the funny Twitter account.
0: Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's not good.
3: <sighs> oh, so, yeah. Lauren, I need
0: a couple of uh, movies to see. Time. Because, like I said, you and I agree on that the movies are too long. <laughs> are, are, are there a couple of movies out there that are maybe an hour and 40 minutes, something like that, anything good that I could watch? Because I need to watch a movie, but they're too damn long. I like the... Oh,
4: god! Okay. Well, let's see. So we talked about The Forgiven. I would definitely watch that. Um, there also is a movie that I just covered. It's called Abandoned. And that is starring um, Michael Shannon and Ooh, I Emma, like uh, Emma Roberts. <coughs> Wonderful. Yes, he is very creepy. Very, very creepy in that. So um, that mm-hmm. is about a couple that moves to a house. Um, the wife is very postpartum. So she, it really touches on some mental illness, which I I thought to be um, interesting because it's very relevant right now. And Michael Shannon is the creepy neighbor that kind of ends up telling this couple about what happened in the house. And there's lots of twists and turns, and I I won't tell you anything else, but that is out now. And that's called Abandoned.
0: Abandoned with Michael Shannon. And the other one, what's the other one called? The first one you were talking about? The The
4: Forgiven. The Forgiven. The Forgiven.
0: The Abandoned yep, and the, so. un- the Unforgiven and the Abandoned. Nice, nice titles.
4: Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's, it's, um, I, it's so funny. I covered these movies basically in the same week, and I got a little confused as well. I was like, Abandoned and Forgiven? I'm, I'm very confused. Um, I don't know why they're not similar, but, you know. No, no, I do it's understand. It's hard to keep up with everything, you know?
0: No question about it. So what's on the, what's on the docket for you now? What, what do you got coming up
4: next? Well, um, Mm. my podcast with Jeff Timmons, who is part of the Boy Band 98. Sure. Yeah, that's out today. Um, We have a special guest, and it's Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC, who I grew up absolutely loving, so it was a great moment for me to interview him. (laughs) I'm sure he hated me and all of my Boy Band questions, but um, Millennials Revealed is available wherever you get your podcasts, and I also... Also, um, have a podcast called Lauren Interviews, which I do every other week. So that'll be out next Wednesday. Um, additionally, I'm on the Arthur Idala Power Hour, doing entertainment every week. Um, that's on AM 970, and that I usually go on Wednesdays um, at 6:45. But I'll be on Thursday this week at 6:45. If anyone wants to listen so all so, you do is work
0: that's what you're saying It's work 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 with you no
4: i mean honestly you guys my kids are downstairs i just picked them up from camp i gave my daughter five dollars to watch my son <laughs> so i say <laughs> she works too
0: <clears throat> that's a nice touch very nice touch.
4: also sorry i should say she's six and he's three.
0: <laughs> oh, that's very good lauren you'll have to come back lauren so conlin I'm ladies they're
4: gentlemen. Alive, tom what's that I said, hopefully they're still alive down there. It's well, that
0: would be good, Lauren. That would be very nice. Yeah,
4: you know. then I feel like I'll feel very, very um, accomplished. But thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun.
0: Let me say this. If your kids aren't okay down there, you're going to be abandoned and unforgiven. So there you go, there both you of go. your oh, movies. Oh, just... oh, oh,
4: what do you think oh of that? God, that, so good.
0: That's you know that.
4: The good news go. is I can hear them screaming. So okay, we well, excellent.
0: They're screaming for you. <laughs> Lauren, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye bye, Lauren Conlon, ladies and gentlemen. God, she works at every radio station in New York. She's got quite a bit of energy, don't you mm-hmm. think? Yeah, I would say so. She was very pleasant, though.
1: Yeah, she's, she's very very in pleasant the pipeline. Person. There, she seems to have done very well for herself. Mm-hmm. It's great so, to hear. Well, now she's been on our show, you know.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. She's made it. So here's the deal. I now I at least have two movies that I could because I do really like Michael Shannon a lot. And he was in Abandon. He's in the abandoned one, and the other one is called Unforgiven.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. the, Or Forgiven. The Forgiven. Oh, it's The I Forgiven.
0: I thought it was Unforgiven. I thought she said
2: Unforgiven.
1: I thought it was. I well, I don't what is it? what the hell is it? Is it The uh, Forgiven?
2: <clears throat> I think it might be The Forgiven because... The Unforgiven is Clint <clears throat>
0: Eastwood, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably The Forgiven. Not new. The Forgiven.
1: and <clears throat> um, It sounds a, a bit uh, Shades of uh, Midnight Express. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, should forgiven. have been trouble yeah, in, a, right. in, yep. a, in our Arab country. That, you know, I just, mm-hmm. oh, man. That, did you see mid Express, Andy? No. Oh, that'll, that'll mess with your head. Back in the day. Huh? Oh,
2: man. That, that was myself back I find avoiding <laughs> things like
1: that. Uh, that isn't, that's isn't. It's one of those movies that kept it keeps me away from the cinema because I just, oh, God, it still troubles me. That, that, that whole that whole movie just really troubles me.
0: I understand. mm mm-hmm. All right, that's going to do it, so we will talk to you tomorrow with the family.